This episode was sponsored by Quests for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help people become just as confident in real life as their characters are at the table. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Okay, Absolutely. so now that we have have completed the lineup for what to expect as you level up as a just general run-of-the-mill monk, let's go into the subclasses, which you get to pick one of starting at level three, and you're going to get even more stuff from your subclass in addition to leveling up and all the just general monk stuff that you get. Yeah, exactly, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to cover the three that are in the player's handbook extensively, and right. then I'll just kind of touch on briefly the, the several you can find in other things, including our favorite, the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Um, I feel like but- we need a jingle. Sword Coast Adventuring Guide. <laughs> like every time that happens, we'll just overlay it onto the audio. You've never read it, but you should. All right. Um, you just... know I'm going to have that audio clip now, right? <laughs> oh, I'm well aware. So are our listeners. And if you guys want to send us stuff, uh, just uh, you know, DM Casey on uh, Instagram. Uh, okay. So um, the most popular, because it is in the free rules and is very like, like just doubles down on the whole aesthetic of the monk is the way of the open hand. Um, and what it does is when you pick it at third level, uh, you can do more things whenever you do your flurry of blows. Um, and you can choose from this list every time you do flurry of blows where um, they have to make a dexterity saving throw or they'll be knocked pl- uh, prone um, or they have to make a strength save. And if they fail, you can push them up to 15 feet away from you. There is not a size restriction on this move. You can push a cloud giant 15 feet away as a halfling or gnome monk at third level. Just say. Okay, that seems weird to me because I feel like it would be a lot harder to push away a cloud giant or, you know, so something like a gargantuan monster mm-hmm. than it would be like a halfling or a mm-hmm. goblin. I feel like you should be able to like punt those ones across the room. <laughs> Yeah, so this is very much like anime physics going on right here. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's them powering up while they talk for half an hour before they throw the first punch. That's exactly what's going on here, and I'm here for it. Um, or you can choose to have the person you hit not be able to take reactions until the end of your next turn, which is kind of cool, especially if they're a wizard or something that has counterspell, or they're someone you're really worried about them getting an attack of opportunity. That's really great. Um, then sixth level wholeness of body, you can actually heal yourself. You can regain hit points, uh, equal up to three times your monk level. So at the very least, um, you're looking at, uh, 18, 18 uh, hit points. Um, but it's only every long rest that you can do that. But I mean, you can go An way eight, up free 18 hit points. Like mm-hmm. if you're in a dungeon and you don't have access to health potions or any, like yeah. that's huge. It is. Do you that's better than most clerics. Yeah, Any but clerics? You, you can only do it once and it's an action and only to yourself. So there are some restrictions. Now, um, there are some new options uh, for the basic builds of monks and Tasha's. And one of them is uh, healing where you can spend key points to regain um, your martial art die of healing. 
Um, mm -hmm. So they've added some more things there, but again, it's a limited resource. It's only for yourself and it's a certain amount, but like the fighter, you know, you have the, a way to heal yourself. So that's kind of nice. So that's the sixth level, uh, 11th level um, tranquility. Uh, you can enter a special meditation um, that surrounds you with an aura of peace. At the end of a long rest, you gain the effect of a sanctuary spell that lasts until the start of your next long rest. So all day. Um, and the same calculation as usual. So sanctuary is interesting uh, because basically it makes you harder to uh, to get hit. Um, if I'm remembering the spell correctly, that um, yeah, they have to first make a wisdom save when they try to hit you. If they fail, then they have to choose a new target. Um, but if the if if you attack cast a spell uh, or deal damage to another creature, the spell ends. So you can walk through life just being kind of hard to hit as long as you don't engage. Again, that kind of um, familiar tenet of most martial arts of this is for defense, uh, not to be an aggressor. So there you go. And then uh, here's one that you were referring to earlier, Casey, is the Quivering Palm, which is, it took me, when I first came across this, I had to read it several times because it's just that buck wild. It's an now, entire paragraph of a description. Yeah, the, I count two paragraphs. Um, <laughs> it's a short one, but still one and a half. Um, but the Quivering Palm is a level 17. So this is like your your ultimate ability, basically. Um, you can set up lethal vibrations into someone's body. So when you hit a creature with an arm strike, you spend three key points. Um, and it's those vibrations last in your target's body for a number of days equal to your monk level. So at least 17 days, almost, almost two fortnights, like what? Um, and not fortnights, 10 days. Uh, so yeah, like a really long time. Um, then, and the vibrations are harmless uh, unless you use an action to end them. When you do it, if the target's on the same plane of existence as you, the creature has to make a constitution saving throw. If it fails, it's reduced to zero hit points. If it succeeds, it takes 10d10 necrotic damage. You're kind of doomed either way. What? Yeah. Necrotic. That's interesting too. Yeah, I think it's just like your body decays. It's like death magic. It's it's like basically like so just as much as the monk is like one with the universe, right? We met we read that kind of like very Jedi uh mm -hmm. paragraph earlier. It's like they're cutting their target off from that. They're no longer attached to the thing that suffuses all living beings with that life energy. It's just cutting them off of that. And so it kind of makes sense. Um, it doesn't mean that they're evil. It just means that necrotic damage is probably the closest thing to approximate what's really going on here. Mm -hmm. um, and But you can only have one creature under the effects of this feature at a time, and you can also choose to end the vibrations harmlessly without uh, uh, without using an action. So it, you can put someone on notice, like, you're like, going to do this. Use this as I a find threat. Out oh, it's a threat like, for sure. Sneak into, you know, the Burgermeister's house and mm -hmm. do this on them and be like, hey, you're going to free these people from the prison and lift all the charges in, uh, well, let's see, 17 days or you're going to die. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna do it now. And then just a perfect murder because there's mm -hmm. no sign of a crime. It just looks like they had a heart attack. Yeah, pretty much. 
And even if they make their save, they still may not survive. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're using it on an NPC. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is where the announcer comes in and says, please don't do this in your games. Thanks so much for watching this week, guys. This episode was brought to you by Quest for Authenticity, the first and only coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your D&D character is at the game table. If you're curious how you would measure up to your character, head over to www.questsforauthenticity.com to take a free quiz and find out. New episodes of the Compendium are published twice a week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow along so that you're the first to know every time new content gets pushed out. Also, if you are enjoying this resource that Jason and I have put together and it is helping you spend less time having to learn the rules of D&D so that you can spend your free time actually getting to play, consider supporting us on Patreon. All of this work that we do comes out of pocket and out of our free times. And so Patreon is a great way to help support the costs that go into actually producing this content that we provide for you guys at no charge. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys next time.